from Charlie Brown. Yeah. I love it. It's from the Bible too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for just all the time, all the preparation, and thank you to Alicia. She's in Mexico right now, but uh, just uh, just everything. Thank you guys so much for for all of that. It it was quite quite fun. So, but. Thank you all for, for being here as well to, to come together and sing to the Lord and, and come to, to study his word. You know, it's it's, it's a, good, a good time to just gather. Now let's start with a word of prayer. Now, Father God, we, we thank you for today. We thank you for uh, just uh, truth and grace that's found in Jesus alone. And we thank you for the love showing that Emmanuel comes, comes with a purpose, a purpose to seek and to save that which was lost, lost, which is all of humanity. We thank you, Lord, for just this, uh, this time, this, that we can look back at your first advent. We can look forward to your second coming and just uh, wait and, and wonder and know that, that you are working in all of history for your glory and for the joy that, of those that wait upon you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Now it is a, it's a time of wonder, right? You know, one, one thing that I've enjoyed through the years of, of being a dad now is driving around and looking at lights. I think we even did that when they were babies, you know, in, in the Denver area when we lived there. Uh, Thornton, Colorado actually had an amazing uh, setup on um, Thornton Parkway. I don't know if they still do that, but you know, we go into the springs now to look at lights and uh, Bryce is, is really funny. If you haven't seen that, that is hilarious. It's very Clark Griswold-esque. So go and, go and check that out tonight. Um, you know what, the, it really symbolizes that at the darkest time, the light came. You know, as we set up a tree, real or fake, it celebrates that the light came into the world. In the world, the, wor the word came and took on flesh and showed us God. You know, this season and its symbols are, are celebrated for very specific reasons. The first reason of the season is sin. You know, we don't hear that one very much, but I, a pastor friend that I was listening to, uh, I was like, that's, that's good. But the, re the other reason for the season is, is Jesus, is the Messiah that has come. The scripture tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we were lost, headed for destruction and hell. That's, that's the wage that we pay. The scripture states this, for the wages of sin is death. We were all thrown into darkness as Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord. As they, as they chose, right? It was, a, it was a choice to trespass against the Almighty. And all of humanity, all of that, that line of Adam was, was now being born into darkness and sin and headed for death. Because in our, in our rebellion, we sought to be like God. And we believed a lie spoken by the evil one. So humanity was plunged headlong into darkness. And we were unable to find our way home. Stuck, lost, wayward. 
seeking life and everything but the Almighty. Now, Christmas tells us this. That's the bad news, right? It's horrible news. But it's, it is not the end of the story. No, the, the fall happened. We sinned. But right after the fall, right after death and sin had entered creation, promise comes. God tells Eve this. I shall put hostility between your offspring and his offspring, the, specifying the evil ones. And the woman's offspring will crush the evil one's head. And the woman's offspring will be struck on the foot. It's in Genesis 3.15. It's the first promise of the Messiah. It's the beginning of a message of one that will come to deal a death blow to sin and death. And see, we, we hear these, these rumors or these prophecies, as they're called, of his coming through Genesis to Malachi. All saying one thing, someone is coming. Someone is coming to rescue us from darkness and sin and death that has overcome us and overwhelmed all of us. For us, waiting is Christmas. Waiting for Christmas is hard, right? Who's ready for the next six days? It's coming. It's getting here. Yeah. I'm ready to, you know, we're, we want to see people's reactions. That's always the fun one, you know, it, seeing if it's, it's good. It's a good present, right? You know, yeah. You know, seeing what you did, you know, seeing the food and the, and the feasting and, and getting all together. But what if that was 400 years away? You ever think about that? Instead of six days, 400 years now turn with me to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. I see Malachi right there. Sorry, if you want to turn to the end of Malachi. I, I forgot to preference that part. But you look at the Old Testament, right? It's 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 huge. It's full of the creation and the fall, fallen humanity, promise and purpose in its whole history. It's an amazing book. And now look at the New Testament and just kind of place your hand right there, right on it. And now wait for 400 years. You got all these promises and all of these things and it's called the intertestamental period. And then you take your hand away and you, you can scream, someone is here. Right? Angels and shepherds and all these different parts that come together and, and shine to one person, Jesus Christ. John states in his gospel that it is the true light. He is the true light. That which is from the beginning was made manifest to them. In First John, he says. Now that's... The crazy awesome thing, right? But Christianity tells us the bad news and then the good news. Because it is a worldview that deals with the reality of what is around what is around us. Excuse me. <clears throat> there is death, there is sin, and there is struggle, there's depression and hurt and hate and wars. They're all here. Why can't we just have justice? Why can't we, you know, this is this time of year, peace on earth, right? Why can't we just have that? And why is there hurt and hate and hunger? 
Well, this worldview, the worldview of Christianity, the worldview seen in the Bible tells us that humanity fell into sin, right? We fall short, but God has not left us there. We were stuck in sin and death, but God did this for us. Romans states it like this. But God shows us his, lo his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God comes. God took on flesh. God gives us grace and truth. This is why we can rest. Because yes, we were stuck, but Christ died for us. In this, God shows us love that his son came from heaven, was born on a born under the law, without sin, he grew up, taught about God, spread truth and grace of God to the elites and to the poorest of poor. And then he was crucified. He was placed on a cross for our sins and he paid our debt in full. Right? It is finished. And then he died. Paul wraps up the whole story together in the beginning of Romans. He states this. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was a descendant from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now for waiting, waiting for six days for gifts, from, from waiting to, you know, the lights coming on, from the light dawning in the darkness. I, you know, I, I, I love this, this time of year and it's, and it's symbolism of, of what God did, that Jesus Christ, the Messiah promised beforehand, came. He is of the line of David and it happened. And now after his death upon the cross, uh, uh, you know, and you're looking at even this, this piece of wood that we, we see throughout history, it's a symbol of death and power to the Romans, right? If you rebel, if you do this, we will do this to you. Well, it changed into a symbol of God who came for me and you. He is declared by his resurrection who he is, the very son of God. So we, we gather here to, to celebrate the God who came, who comes for everyone, and that they would hear and believe what they see. The Gospel of Luke records this, that in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom with he is well. He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see 
this thing that had happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now there was no room for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Now, Jesus was not born in a castle. He was not born in a, in a ruler's room. He, he was not even born in a clean hospital. No, he was born in a, in a barn. Heralds did not announce his birth from the king's side. Writers did not go back and forth throughout the land. No one heard of it. No kings, no rulers. Just a woman and a man following the commands of the Lord. You, know, you ever think about that? Just the simple truth of, of that, that you know, Mary and Joseph just obeyed and went to Bethlehem and, and gave birth to the King of kings and the Lord's, Lord of lords. You know, the first people to hear of his birth, other than the, the wise guys that would show up a couple years later, were shepherds out in their field. They were, they were working just normal day in, nine to five, punching out the, the clock. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then they were told by an angel. It tells them, I, I bring you good news of great joy. How cool are those lines in all of history? That will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And the angel informs them, you know, this is how you will know. This is, this is what to go look for. And then a host of heaven appears and praises the Lord. This has happened. And then the angels went away. And the shepherds went, seeing what the Lord had been telling them, made known to them. And they went quickly, and they found Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. They, they saw it. They made it known. They were filled with wonder, and they went and spread that wonder, that great joy that had come, that heaven had come to redeem humanity. And let us see that wonder. Let us be filled with that wonder. Because the light came, and the light is not overcome by darkness. The light has overcome that darkness. And the light is a person that we can relate to obey and be full of wonder about it. We can enjoy him forevermore. So let us fix our eyes upon Jesus. Let us bring great joy, good news of great joy to the world. And let us spread the wonderful news that Jesus was born for all people. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just everyone and just putting this, this program together just to, to honor you and to be together in, in fellowship and Lord just be with us as we gather to eat and as we go from here uh, through this, this next busy week that we would just celebrate that the light has come and you, Jesus, have been born to save sinners and 
We thank you for that. We thank you for the, the message of, of grace and truth of the gospel going forward. And help us to spread that wonder, Lord. Help us point to you in our daily lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.